0: everybody, welcome to another episode of Laguna Beatch, the podcast. As always, it is Kelly. Thank you so much for tuning in. The past few weeks, I have kind of started off with a hot take. So I wanted to start off this week by apologizing to Beyonce. I am not denying Beyonce's talent. Beehive, Beehive, please do not come after me. I think she is one of the most talented performers of all time. I'm gonna say that. But there were times where I was like, okay, like, she has a crazy good voice. How come she's not really using it? How come she's singing these kinds of songs? But last week, something something took over inside of me. And I listened to Partition 700 times. And then I listened to that Yancey all on his mouth like liquor. It sounds a lot, like, not cool when I say it. But I listened to that and I was like... You know what? The thing with Beyonce is it doesn't have to be lyrics. It doesn't have to be anything. It's a fucking vibe. Beyonce, thank you. And I'm so sorry that I kind of like doubted you after Lemonade. But now that I've revisited, I understand. I understand that it's just a mood. It's a vibe. When you listen to it, you just have to get into that that headspace. And my favorite song by Beyonce is still going to be Listen from Girls, Because that's what kind of basic bitch I am. But I, I, really feel like Beyonce's helping me come out of my shell, and I'm sorry that I'm like a decade late. Please forgive me. In beehive, 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 beehive. It's a beehive. I promise. I never thought she wasn't talented. It just, I was kind of like, mm, I don't, I don't know. And I thought Lemonade was like a whole PR thing, so I was kind of like, mm, again. But, but you know what? I'm here. I'm here now, and I hope you can all. Just accept the fact that I'm not perfect, and sometimes I, too, make musical errors. But I hope you all have had a fantastic week. I know we're in about week 110 of quarantine. I ended up going back to work this week, and it's helped me a lot. Like, I'm feeling really good. Today, I'm a little tired. It's Monday, you know. I got a little bit of the case of the Mondays, but we got this, guys. We're almost out of it. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are still staying home Still paying attention to the rules, so thank you to those people. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. I'm just going to tell you keep washing your hands, please. And you know what? We're going to come out of this stronger than before, right? (laughs) That's what everyone keeps telling me, at least. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. This episode was a great episode. Really excited about it. And then after the episode... I keep being asked, and this is funny, it's not just because Mary Kate got a divorce, but people continuously like when I put up the the Ask Me Anything, not ask me anything, when I when I need topics for the podcast, people are always like, What are your thoughts on Mary Kate and Ashley? So I'm gonna talk about that. I was asked some really cool questions, so I'll talk about that. It's kinda it's kinda just like a light week, okay? I feel like I feel like we just need a fun, light week to put us in a good headspace. And that's what I'm going to try to do. I am going to try and make you smile. Because when you smile, I smile, as Justin Bieber would say. Now this episode, this episode is a good one, guys. It's a very solid episode and I'm very excited to cover it. We are on season three, episode six, and this episode is called Second Chances. So during the recap, we're reminded that Spencer and Brody have broken up. We also find out that Heidi's social circle got a lot smaller, so she wants to focus on work. Her fake-ass job, which I'll get into in a little bit. I promise you I'm going to get into her fake-ass job because I talked about it a little bit in the last episode, but I am going to talk about it a little bit more this week. We find out that Audrina is taking a break from Justin Bobby. She wants to take, she wants some space. You know, he doesn't want to label it. She wants some space. And then Lauren says, For once, my personal and professional life are under control. Which we know that doesn't matter. We know something's going to happen. In that something, we find out pretty quickly. We go to the fashion closet and we find out that Jason actually called Lauren. And he called her from rehab. So I don't know. I guess at this point we did know that Jason had a drinking problem like in real life. I'm sure it was all over the tabloid. So that was something we were aware of, but he's in rehab. So he's being good. And Lauren's like kind of surprised he called, but she's excited. And she basically tells Whitney, she's like, I haven't really talked. This is when her accent sometimes she's like, I haven't really even talked to him since I dropped off his golf clubs. (laughs) But she's like, he wants to meet up and I really do want to see him. He always just kind of like slides back into my life. And Whitney asks if she will. And Lauren, she's just, she doesn't seem so sure. She's kind of like, well, he's doing well. He's in rehab and all this stuff. And then she goes, he must have a pager. (laughs) Everything is going well in Lauren's life. And then it goes off because he has to talk to me. And I think it's funny that they say pager because I don't know if like beepers were still a thing in 2007. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't even think, I didn't even have a cell phone. Until I was a junior in high school. So 2008 is when I got my cell phone. I mean before that I had like little prepaid pieces of shit. But I guess it was more 2006. But I still don't think you had a pager unless you were a drug dealer. So maybe at that time Jason did have a pager. Who knows? So the next scene we're at the Equinox gym. And I still hear people talking about the Equinox gym. I remember thinking it was like super cool. And I believe there's one in New York. Um, I feel like we still hear about this gym. But we're training with Audrina and LC and they're talking to their hottie trainer. His name's Jarrett. I'm a big fan of Jarrett. He's super hot. Wish he was on the show a lot more than he was. But Lauren seems to be flirting, or you think she's flirting, but you're not sure because her voice isn't changing. Because you know when Lauren talks to a guy, her voice has to, like, go up at least three pitches. But they're talking about some boot camp, and she's like, Yeah, I was talking to this guy, Derek, at the club, and he runs a boot camp, and he's like, Wait, you know Derek? That's my friend Derek. Because, of course, someone named Jarrett knows someone named Derek. And Lauren's just excited. They're both excited. And then Jarrett, he's like, the four of us should go out tonight, meaning Derek, Jarrett, Audrina, and Lauren. And it's kind of like a weird time to ask someone on a date because he's stretching Lauren out and he has like her her ankle up on his shoulder. So I mean, it's quite the position to be like, do you want to go out tonight? But yeah, I mean, it works. Lauren's excited. And then he's like, yeah, we're taking shots. We're going to take shots tonight. And Lauren's like, you're my trainer. You shouldn't tell me to take shots. He goes, it's all its all about balance, baby. All about balance. Well, he doesn't say baby. But it sounds like a time where he should say baby. So, Adriana and Lauren, they get their little protein shakes or fruit shakes. Whatever kind of shakes they have at an Equinox Gym. They probably have both kind of shakes. But anyway, They go out of Equinox Gym and they take a seat and they start chit-chatting. And I am going to play an audio clip. It's about, um, it starts off with basically Audrina. She's like, was that Jason who called you during the workout? Oh, I guess I should have said that. Like, too. Lauren's laying on the floor working out with her little dumbbells. And she goes, my phone's ringing. And no one can hear it. And she goes, it's like a dog whistle. I can hear it, but no one else can hear it. I swear my phone's ringing. So again, that's why Audrina... Is like, was that Jason who called you? But I'm about to play an audio clip. It is Audrina and Lauren. And get ready for it right about now. Has Justin called you yet? Yeah? He keeps calling me, but I'm not answering. Yes. Don't you hate that? Like, bad guys. You're like, I, want, I just want to get over you. I just want you out of my life. And as soon as you stop thinking about him, they'll, like, send you a text message or they'll call you. Because oh, they know Can you, you know just stopped thinking about him. It's like a radar. So we're going to go out and have fun. No more Justin. Or Jason. Only new boys. Only new boys. I wonder how long that is going to last. But I do like the sentiment. I like the idea of them only dating new boys. Stop looking in your past. Your future ain't back there. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I would probably go back to an ex about now. But I think it's because I've been locked alone for two months. (laughs) I also have no idea what that voice was. I am not deleting it though, because you just sometimes you have to let your freak flag fly with your weird ass voices that usually only like your pets get to hear. So now we're at Bolt House, and that is Heidi's fake job. And Elodie lets Heidi know that there's an opening for an events director. And Elodie wants to apply. She's like, I've been here two years, I've really put in a lot of work here, I really want this position it comes with its own office and heidi's like wow that sounds awesome wow yeah your own office that's pretty cool yeah <laughs> and then elodie's like i've been here just over 2 years and heidi's shocked by that she's like you haven't been here that much longer than me oh wow i thought i thought you were here a lot longer than i was and i will say i hate knowing that this storyline was scripted i hate it like it does, it makes me not want to cover it in these recaps but i understand that it goes along with the storyline so that's why I always have issues with The Hills, because it's like, do I want to recap this? Like, I don't know that this part's fake, or do I want to admit it? Like, is it time? Is it time to just come to terms with it? So, I mean, what I think happened is Lauren did not want to film with Heidi and Spencer. She made it clear she wanted nothing to do with them. She wanted she did not want to be on screen with them. So production had to, like, figure out how to keep them in the loop. Because watching this back, it is like watching two completely different shows. And it's funny, I always say Very Cavallari is not very cohesive. But The Hills, at this point, isn't super cohesive either. Like, I think one of the only cohesive things is that Spencer and Brody aren't friends, and Brody's friends with Lauren now. So I feel like that's the only kind of cohesive thing. But other than that, it's like we're watching two different shows. But I don't care, because it's The Hills, not Very Cavallari. But anyway... This was super scripted, Heidi said it, and I actually believe Heidi on this one, so that's why this scene's like really awkward when they're talking about it, because Elodie isn't a great actress. The other ones can act a little bit. Like, I will say, the other ones did a good job acting, but not Elodie. Elodie was like, yeah, I want my own office. (laughs) All nervous. But anyway, we figure out that Heidi has it in her mind, like, maybe I will apply. In the very next scene, we're at the Spidey apartment, and Heidi tells Spencer about the position. And she's like, I really, really want it. And Spencer goes, I'll do, I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever to make sure you get it, Heidi. I'll, I'll support you no matter what. And that's it. We just have like a Spidey moment. Sometimes I feel like they just need to remind us that like Heidi is isolated in this apartment with Spencer and they have no friends but one another. So now we're at a restaurant with Lauren, Audrina, Jarrett, The hot personal trainer. Like, Jarrett's super hot. If you want to rewatch this, you'd be like, Jarrett, I wish you on more. And then Derek, who is labeled as Lauren's date. So I originally watching this thought Jarrett was Lauren's date. But no, it's Derek. And I got to say Jarrett over Derek all day. And they're all chatting, and they ask about, like, Audrina, were you raised in L.A.? And she goes, I was born in L.A., but raised in Orange County. And then Derek is like, have you ever been to the East Coast? And I could hear it in his voice, and then we find out he's from Jersey. Right when I hear his accent, I'm like, that is a Jersey boy if I've ever heard one. But it's weird. Lauren's like, oh, what's the difference between New York and Jersey? And he's like, construction. (laughs) He goes, we build stuff. Okay, what a weird, like... (laughs) A weird flex, but all right. And Lauren is cheesing, but I don't know if she's trying to flirt. Her voice isn't really, like, changing, and the amount of chemistry between the two of them is less than zero. She looks at him. She goes, if you're from Jersey, why are you wearing a Michigan State t-shirt? And he goes, "It was. it cost 40 cents at the thrift store. And she goes, that's a good reason to wear it. And then Derek goes on this bizarre rant. He's like, yeah, you know, now you go to a thrift store and you'll see a, this same shirt for $70 because it's vintage and I don't want to spend $70. That's why I'm at a thrift store. So this one was 40 cents and that's why I have it. And like, he's just going off. He's like, isn't that crazy that like, because it's old vintage shirt, it's $70? And Lauren's like nodding her head. She's like, yeah. <laughs> Next scene. They, they hang out though. They stay together and they go to Lay Do. And Derek is laying it on like, Thick, like extra extra thick and in a few seconds I'm gonna play an audio clip It might be a little fucked up because they're in a club, but it's worth it because this dude is fucking weird Maybe he's just drunk. Okay. I'm not gonna say Derek's weird. He might just be wasted We've all had those moments where we're too drunk on a date And say some shit. No, have you not had that moment? Is that only for me? But Derek starts saying stuff like, I like you more than anyone I've ever met. Don't do that on a first date, guys. But ladies, don't do that. No one should do that. Don't look at someone dead in the eye and be like, I like you more than I've ever liked anybody else. And I've known you for 15 minutes. Life is not the notebook. I'm sorry. But I mean, he keeps going. He goes, what if I can't stop thinking about you? Is that bad? And then like he clarifies, he goes, in a non-psychotic way, of course. And then it just keeps getting weirder and weirder, and I'm gonna play this clip. And like I said, it's in a club, so it's not great, but I hope you guys love it because Derek is insane or wasted. He's insane or wasted, but anyway, it's a lot. Okay, so if you can't hear the beginning of that, I know it's a little rough. I'm sorry. Thank you for, like, dealing with that. I hope your ears aren't bleeding. But he goes, okay, maybe I'm psychotic. Maybe I've killed some people. And I feel like I might laugh at that, but, like, not like a funny laugh, like a scared laugh. (laughs) I don't know how you guys would. I guess you gotta, you gotta read the room. And I feel like with Lauren Conrad, joking about murdering people is not like a turn on for her. But anyway, Audrina sees the awkwardness or a producer says, Audrina, go save Lauren. And Lauren, um Lauren gets up, they go to the bathroom and then they have a pretty funny conversation in there. Lauren, she looks, or she, I don't know if she's looking at Audrina because they're in the bathroom and they couldn't film in the bathroom. But she goes, you see like the subtitle. She goes, he thinks I like him. And she goes, and Audrina goes, oh no. And she goes, Lauren goes, seriously, I've never wanted to stab myself in the eye more. And then they go back and join the group and Lauren sits very far away from Derek and he sticks his tongue out at her and she hides because that's pretty frightening. Again, he may be wasted, but like... Maybe you shouldn't say all those things in the course of like two minutes. Because to be honest, I thought they were hitting it off at the restaurant. Maybe he got too drunk and she was like, fuck this. This is rough. And then whatever happened, happened. So the next day, they're at Teen Vogue. And Whitney's question is always, what's going on with you? And Lauren's like, oh, I went out last night. As always, (laughs) Lauren's. Lauren's went out the night before. And then Whitney is giving Lauren her assignment of color coordinating some clothes. And Lauren kind of gives the rundown on the Jarrett-Derek date. And apparently Jarrett is also Whitney's trainer. She's like, yeah, we went out last night with... And her voice is kind of raspy because she went out. But she's like, yeah, last night Audrina and I went out and we were with Jarrett and Derek. And then Whitney's like, our trainer? She's like, yeah. But Lauren says it was a super brutal date. She was like, it was so brutal, dude. And she thought it was weird, like she thought Derek was weird. And then he's like, it's weird that he said he likes me more than any girl he's ever met. And uh, Whitney's like, that's a red flag. And Whitney just goes, at least you weren't with him alone. Look at Whitney, always looking on the bright side of life. That's why you need a Whitney in your life. Get some wisdom, get some happiness. But we also find out since Jason, she has only had first dates she tells Whitney, she's like, I haven't had a second date since Jason and I broke up. And Whitney said, sometimes you just have to wait for the right one. Thank you, Whitney. Thank you for that. I need that advice too, because I'm 28 and I've had very few second dates. <laughs> so the next scene, we're at Bolt House, and Heidi goes into Brent's office to talk about the director position. And can you imagine, because they're what, like probably 23, 22, 23, trying to become a director at that age? Like, If you can do it, hell yeah, more props to you. But Heidi goes into Brent's office to talk about the director role and Heidi's voice is not like low and serious. It's almost flirty. But she's like, I'm up for the task, I'll do anything. And Brent just says, interesting idea. (laughs) Interesting idea, Heidi. But look at her trying to swoop right in under Elodie to take that position. I don't know. I guess in business world, you have to be a little calculated, but I don't know. Oh, someone also said they thought Brent, like, flirted with Heidi a little too much. I don't see that. I always think Brent's, like, annoyed with Heidi, but I could be wrong. Join the Facebook group and tell me. Just search Laguna Beaches, and join the group and say Spencer Pratt blocked me. Or at this point, you could say Audrina, too. Speaking of Audrina, we're back at Lauren and Audrina's apartment and Lo walks in And immediately asks Audrina about her fight with Justin Bobby. She's like, so you haven't talked to him? And Audrina's like, no, we're going to be friendly. And then Lauren's phone goes off and she starts talking and Lo's like, you pick up on a no number? And Lo continues just to instigate. And somebody asked me, they were like, why do you hate Lo? I'm like, you don't listen to the podcast because you obviously know I love Lo. But anyway, Lauren continues to talk on the phone and Lo goes, is that your daddy? And Lauren, like, mouths no and shakes her head. And then it kind of clicks, I think. I think it clicks for Lo who it is. And she goes, I can't believe you. So Lauren continues to talk to J-Wall and hangs up. And Lo's like, so Jason's doing good? She goes, you never know with him. So that's sad, right? Like, that kind of bums me out. Because as you guys know, I've talked about in the past, there's addiction in my family. And there are moments where you're just like, I don't know. You never know. Because sometimes they can hide it really well. And sometimes you want to believe them just, like, for your own heart. So seeing that kind of frustration on Lauren's face kind of bummed me out a little bit. I was kind of like, oh, like, that's a real thing. And I feel like now, if this was 2020, they would dive more into that, right? Like, they dig a little more and be like, okay, this is what it's like dating an addict. But of course, in the early 2000s, everyone was, like, wanting to do coke and drink bottles of vodka because it was cool. So... We didn't really talk about addiction then. We talked about like DUIs, but that's it. So the girls end up sitting down at dinner, have some dinner, and they start playing like a weird love trivia game. Like Audrina's asking these questions and Audrina's like, how many times have (laughs) you... How many times have you been truly in love with someone? And then Lauren says once, and that once was Jason. So at this point in Lauren's life, her biggest relationship was with Jason. So the next morning, we're poolside with Lauren and Audrina. And Lauren is about to play a message from Derek. And she won't play it on speaker. Audrina's like, put it on speaker, put it on speaker. And Lauren goes, no. But apparently, he just wants to get drinks. And Lauren says, negative. So she decides to ghost Derek. I can't blame her, but I always think you should let someone know why you're ghosting them. I guess that means you're not ghosting them if you reach out. But anyway, you know what I'm saying. And after that, they just kind of like talk a bit. And Audrina says Justin called her for the first time in a week and he apologized. And he's never said sorry before. He's like, she's like, you know, he's never ever said sorry, but he said sorry this time. And Lauren's like, all right, here we go. Round number thousand. But Audrina thinks they're better off as friends. And Lauren just goes, you can't just be friends with him. And that always like plays in my head. I'm always like, can you be genuinely friends with an ex? I wouldn't be able to do it. I am a very emotional person and there is no way I could be friends with an ex. And I'm putting that out there right now. If you can be friends with an ex, like good for you. Like, and that sounded so sarcastic, but I mean that. Like if you can put that aside and like value a friendship more than ruining it. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> I'll ruin that friendship like 100%. Okay, now we're back at Bolt House and we see Heidi sitting in her office and... She got the job, guys. She got it. She got the job. And Elodie is like peeking her head and she's like, are you going to decorate? And Heidi's like, I don't know. And then again, it's really awkward because this isn't a true story. This is not a true storyline. And Elodie's like, cool, this would be really nice. And then Heidi's like, you know, I didn't want to like steal this from you, right? It's not, it's not personal. It's business. Imagine if Heidi Montag got a director position over you. I'd be like, fuck you, Heidi. <laughs> and the the episode starts winding down like there's that awkward Heidi and Elodie moment. And then all of a sudden we're at the beach with Justin and Audrina. We have no idea, but they're hanging out on the beach. And honestly, this could have been shot during the Malibu, Malibu beach party, but we have no idea. Production production threw us on, like they threw us off. That whole sentence I just said was a real mess, but just, just hold on, hang on. We're almost done with this episode. But we see them riding off into the sunset And then something happens. We see Lauren driving. And she's driving and driving and driving. And then she pulls up to this coffee shop. And who walks up but Mr. Jason Waller himself. He looks better. He has shorter hair. And at this point, Jason has even said, like, he was not sober. He wasn't. And I feel like Lauren can kind of see that in him. They're kind of talking about stuff. And Jason's like, it really sucked to not have you in my life. And she's like, I told you I'd be your friend eventually, but I couldn't do it right away. And he's like, yeah, I know. I appreciate it. And they kind of just keep going like back and forth a little bit. And Lauren seems really awkward, which I get. Like, if this is her first real love, like, yeah, that does suck. But it just kind of like ends. They both take a sip of coffee and then the episode is over. So we're left with that cliffhanger of if Jason and Lauren are getting back together are Justin Bobby and Audrina getting back together? Is Elodie going to fight Heidi? We don't know anything. It almost makes me wonder if there was like a two-week gap after... You know how shows do that. They have like a little break. I wonder if we there was one of those gaps after this episode. But that is episode six. I mean, I feel like it's a really solid episode. We get to see Heidi be sneaky. We get to see Jason again. We get to see some Justin Bobby. We get to see the girls go on a different kind of date than like than like Brody and Justin and Jason. But we also get a Justin and Jason date too. So a little bit of everything in this episode. Not a lot of Spencer, no Brody, a little bit of Whitney. And I feel like that's tough because they were making Whitney such like a big character. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, you're just Lauren's boss in the fashion closet. But we will see more Whitney. We know that. And a lot of people want me to watch the city. Okay, I know you all want me to watch the city. And maybe I will, maybe. Let me get through the hills first. Because fun fact, I didn't really watch the Kristen seasons. I may I I'm sure I watch like episodes here and there, but I thought it was way too fake at the time. And I remember like the first episode when her and Audrina got into a fake fight. I was like, oh, no, this is not for me. So by the time we get to like those episodes, guys, we're getting there. I mean, come on, come on. This is going to be a long journey for us. But by the time I get there, it's going to be like I'm watching a whole new show. And that's what I feel with some of these episodes. Like I barely remembered this episode. But once like the LED Heidi stuff ramped up, I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, I know which one this is. But that is it. That's all we have for the Hills. And let's get into some other stuff, okay? I was asked what it's like being in the office again. And you know what? It's really nice. I'm someone who really needs a schedule. And I actually feel a lot happier. Like, even though I don't love my job, even though certain things have happened that I don't really love. It doesn't matter because I'm out of my fucking house and I get to see humans again. I mean, living alone and doing this like really took a toll on me. I mean, I got to foster those cats, which were cool, um, but I lost girl like right before this and then this happened. And, you know, even going to work, it is nice to see people. We're doing great with social distancing. The guy who sits behind me is in the office, but like, I don't know, him and I, we get along and I'm always washing my hands and I don't feel unsafe. It's a really big office It can hold like 250, 300 people, maybe not 300, but probably over 200 people. And there's only maybe 15 to 20 people there. But I feel really good to be back and I feel really good to have two monitors and I'm not like hunched over at this tiny desk in my apartment. And I think one issue I really had is that you guys know like my work troubles and all this stuff, but that having that in my own home really took a lot out of me. And like I said, I'm still being safe, still doing social distancing, Doing my best to to, flatten the curve Restaurants in Nashville did open And I'm a little nervous about that They're half capacity and stuff I want to venture out and see but I'm not sure you know what I mean like it's one of those things again I'm not worried about me getting coronavirus I think I would be able to you know get get past it I don't think I'd have any issues with it really but obviously I go to work now and some older women are still coming into work and I don't want them to get sick like that's that's my biggest concern you know how I love a good corner I got my Hayden Penitier corner no update there which I'm very happy about Demi Lovato corner, the only corner I can, or the only thing I can think about for this corner is there's a lot of people saying Spencer is current, Spencer, oh my god, now you guys know how I feel about Scooter Braun and Spencer Pratt. A lot of people are saying that Scooter is buying her Twitter and Instagram followers, but I have no proof of that other than people saying it. The Leonardo DiCaprio wearing headphones corner, you guys know that's one of my new favorite corners. A follower DM'd me and said her friend had sex with him and he wore headphones the whole time. I just want to know what he listens to. I hope he listens to this podcast. I hope he listens to Blake Lively's voice, but only when she's in the town. Maybe he listens to Hamilton's soundtrack. I mean, there are really, I'm going to put up a poll of what we think he listens to while he has sex with someone, which is disgusting. I hate that. I hate it so much. I really hate everything I've Allegedly learned about Leonardo DiCaprio's sex life. What other corners do we have? Justin Bieber. The Justin Bieber corner. He wasn't looking great. His latest live. He did not look fantastic. And... Yeah, he did some interview and he said he wished he waited to have sex till he was married. He says that's a big regret for him. And there is a part of me that wonders what sex means to somebody like that, right? Like someone who likely started having sex at a very young age and was probably very oversexed and overstimulated and all this stuff. So I'm kind of wondering if maybe he's like, wow, this is what it's supposed to be. I'm talking about a lot of people's sex lives right now, <laughs> getting very invasive. But yeah, JB didn't look so hot. He's not looking so hot anymore, and I'm nervous. And then we have another corner, the Jay and Kristen divorce corner. I feel like this saga has, has slowed down a little bit, which is really nice because I feel like there are a lot less stories about it and maybe we're all coming to terms with it and they're gonna be cool and cordial. I'm nervous to put that out there though, guys. You know that sometimes my third eye, when it's not covered by my side bang, it goes out and says some shit. I mean, in a weird way, I feel like I knew Zayn and Gigi were gonna have a baby. (laughs) In a weird way, Kristen got canceled on Twitter after I said she had never been canceled on Twitter. So I'm nervous. But anyway, I feel like this week has been quiet on the Jane and Kristen front, and she closed on a beautiful Franklin mansion. The only real thing that I saw was on Daily Mail, and I believe it said Kristen didn't mind him being retired. She's like, it had nothing to do with him being, like, lazy or anything. She didn't like that he was rude to her fans. That's what the Daily Mail said, and I feel like it was just a really quick article, and I will say a lot of followers have met Kristen. And I've never heard of a bad experience with her, like never a bad fan experience. I've met Kristen. She was very nice to me. So maybe I could see that if Jay like is rude to them and she's kind of like, dude, like these are the people buying my jewelry. These are the people following me on Instagram. What the fuck are you thinking? There was some weird like life and style wild ass cover about how she's an awful wife and how her co or how her employees are turning on her. But I'm not even going to entertain that. I hate that I even put it in the universe but I know people who have worked for Kristen and they say she's a solid boss. So last night there was a Taylor Swift concert and it was in Paris. And unfortunately she only played songs from Lover because Scott Brochetta and Scooter Braun would not allow her to show the other songs live on TV because of course they own her work and I'm not gonna get into it because you know I'm upset about it, but it was really nice. It was a little bit of an endorphin rush and I was kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, that was weird. I'm sorry, but I can't wait for the Lover Fest. Whenever it gets rescheduled, I will be there. If you guys are there, let me know. We'll have a big biatch hangout. Um, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. There have been a lot of rumors about Sophie being pregnant, and they were on a quarantine stroll, and she showed off her pregnant belly. And I'm happy for them. I love that couple. Joe Jonas, I did not like him for a very long time. I always thought he was very cocky, and like when he was in that Cake by the Ocean band, hated it. Hated it all. But now that I'm, like, somehow a Jonas Brothers fan, I like it. So last night, I turned on American Idol for the first time in 100 years. And it was the most bizarre thing. They were singing whatever song everyone's singing right now to, like, raise our hopes or whatever. Um, I can, Why can't I think of it? It doesn't matter. It's not important what the song is. But the graphics were terrible. It was, like, people imposed in, like, empty stadiums on, like, a waterfall. And it was just so bizarre. And it really bums me out because American Idol, I fucking loved American Idol, as I'm sure you can guess. I was like Kelly Clarkson. I loved her. I loved Nikki McKibben from season one. Fucking loved her so much. Kimberly Codwell from season two. I loved Josh Grayson. I loved Carrie Underwood, Bo Bice, like Chris Allen, David Archuleta, David Cook, Adam Lambert. I could go on and on and on. Chris Daughtry, Catherine McPhee. Never Taylor Hicks. But anyway, it's really sad to see the production go down so far. Oh, Scotty McCreary and Lauren Elena, they're from that too. They're from um American Idol. So it is sad when you see like a show that you used to love so deeply just be so terrible. Kind of like the Hills reboot. But I, I it was funny, someone was like, has anyone else ever This is an argument I get into, probably not even an argument, but I'm like, I'm telling you facts some people, they're like, is anyone else ever really made it from American Idol other than Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood? And I'm like, (coughs) hmm, let me tell you who else made it. You guys ready? You guys ready for this? We got Kelly Clarkson, got Carrie Underwood. We have Jennifer Hudson. We have, I mean, Ruben and Clay were big in their day, right? Like they, Clay was pretty big for a while. We had Fantasia Barrino. We had Josh Grayson had some songs. Kimberly Locke had Eighth World Wonder. What about her? She That's a bop. Jordan Sparks. David Cook had some songs. Elliot Yaman had a song that was great. Chris Allen had some songs. Adam Lambert ended up going on tour with Queen. I think he's still on tour with Queen. Constance Morello, whatever his name is. He went on Broadway and did Rock of Ages. We have David Archuleta who sang Crush. I don't know what other songs he had. Philip Phillips had a bunch of songs. Katie Stevens from The Bull Type got her start on American Idol. And that's all I got. That's That's pretty much where I'm going to end because that's all I got, but I think I did a pretty good job being like, it's more than just those two. I didn't Google that either. That's all top of my head. Like, are you impressed or frightened or like sad for me? So as I said, a lot of people ask me about my opinions on Mary-Kate and Ashley. And of course, Mary-Kate just got divorced, but I don't really have any like information about that. I haven't really looked into it. I know NT Lawyer, he did a whole podcast about it, but I didn't listen because I don't really care. I genuinely don't. I feel like the Olsen twins gave us enough of their life for me to not know anything about their personal life ever again. I grew up loving the Olsen twins. I feel like I didn't watch all their like shows or all their little movies that they had, like where they're little investigators, but I remember their song, Brother for Sale, Only 50 Cents. And I am saying I, I definitely watched when they were like little FBI agents, but I really started to like them when Two of a Kind was on like Fox Family. I was about that. I really liked them. I liked Mary Kate a lot. And then, of course, Our Lips Are Sealed came out, and um, all their movies, like The Passport to Paris. I was obsessed with Passport to Paris and then when they go to Holiday in the Sun is it called when they're in Australia I didn't google any other movies I'm so sorry I should have been more prepared but then like I had their dolls I, I thought I was Mary Kate I was like no everyone can be Ashley but I'm definitely Mary Kate I'm way more of a tomboy than like you could ever imagine <laughs> but I feel like they've given us so much of their lives and I follow like Olsen Oracle on Instagram and I guess I still like root for them I'm always rooting for them I remember I I'm younger than them. I'm maybe four years, five years younger than them, I think. Maybe not even that, whatever. However, whatever. But I remember thinking, feeling bad for them because there was an actual website that counted down the days till they were legal. And I just, I always felt like they were, I mean, I'm probably wrong saying this, but I always felt like they were just normal girls and always wanted that normal life. And I'm glad that they have that now. You know, they're they're living in New York City, running their fashion lines, billionaires, I'm sure. But I feel like they've given us enough of their time that I don't need to know like anything about their personal life anymore. But yeah, I was I was a big Mary-Kate and Ashley fan. I loved their show So Little Time too. I love that show so much. I can remember like being at my dad's on a Saturday morning watching reruns and he'd be like, okay, I guess I'm watching this. But yeah, I'm I always rooting for Mary-Kate and Ashley. I wish them nothing but the best because they have been in the spotlight for way too long. And then when they're like 17, they get all these... Things saying they're addicts and anorexic and all this crazy stuff. And they should be in rehab and blah. And then Mary-Kate was like the ugly twin. And I always thought that was so awful. Because, like, you guys are friggin' identical twins. Even though apparently they're not. They're different heights or something. But no. Always rooting for them. And one thing I wanted to talk about. Because... So many people, they're like, well, I'm sure you'd sell a picture for $50,000 and all this stuff. And like, I don't know. I guess it's because I always think Spencer's such a skis and he always wants to make money quick and like make money by selling people out. And the way he went about it, I don't know. I don't know. Because I have some photos that could probably incriminate someone. Like if any of my friends got famous or whatever, or like even a friend's ex-boyfriend, I wouldn't go and sell a photo though. And during that time... That was the early 2000s where it was, like, really cool to just hate on women. It was really cool to be like, oh, look at that party girl. This is, like, Paris Hilton days. And, like, Hayden Panettiere, 16, hanging out at a club with Paris Hilton. And everyone's like, wow, that's cool. And it's like, no. So I think he did it to be malicious. And he did it to be malicious rather than for the money. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. So, yeah, that's kind of all I have for, like, pop culture this week. It's been a quiet week. Let's hope it stays pretty quiet. But I did want to do like a little AMA, ask me anything. And somebody asked me, they were like, how would I go about starting an Instagram page or a fan page? I'm not sure if they meant like an Instagram page for them personally or for a fan, like a TV show. And honestly, I say just do it. I was afraid my friends would make fun of me. Some of them did. Some of them like still don't really get it. It gets really hard for me when I'm upset about a mean message. And they're just like, well, you're just like a fan page. That is really fucking hard for me to hear, especially from some of my best friends. But anyway, I think you just have to do it and you can't be afraid. Like people will be like, oh, that's weird you're doing that. But whatever, like if it makes you happy, just do it and be consistent. I would say consistency is key. And one thing I've always tried to do throughout my almost three years of having Laguna Beach is I've always tried to be me. I've always tried to be myself. And if I'm having a bad day, I tell you guys and... I feel like that's what makes it really different than like a regular fan page is that I've, I feel like we've built a really cool community and all of us like there are followers who you know their friends follow me and I've talked to all them and then you know it's kind of crazy some followers will be like I'm pregnant and I'm like oh my god I remember when you started dating that person it's very bizarre but it's awesome so I think you get a lot of reward out of it and as far as a podcast go I think you have to make an Instagram page to go along with your podcast so I don't think you should just start a podcast I really don't I don't think that you should just start one and then like be like oh like how am I gonna get people to listen I think you should have an Instagram page for a little while get people interested and then put out your first episode maybe when you hit like 50 followers or something Um, somebody asked if there are any questions I get sick of answering. And I wouldn't say that I really get sick of answering any questions. It's just some questions I don't have answers to, if that makes sense. A lot of people ask me about Lo and Lauren. And honestly, I have no idea what happened. I am assuming that they just grew apart due to their busy lives. It gets tough when I post like photos of them. And you all know that we love their friendship. And so many people will comment that question. They're like, why aren't they friends anymore? Why don't they follow each other? Why don't this? Why don't that? And then if I say, I guess they grew apart, people will be like, well, they don't follow each other. Well, how do you know that they just grew apart? How do you know there wasn't a fight? And I guess I don't. I just think that all celebrities, they have like a private account. They have a private personal account and they follow each other there. Like, that's just how I feel and I feel like that question really bothers me. So you see, I don't post a lot of like um, Lo and Lauren pictures anymore. And it's because of those comments. And I don't know, sometimes it just, it really gets under my skin. And then when I try and to explain what I think happened, certain people will be like, well, that, I don't think that's what happened. It's like, okay, <laughs> I don't know. But no, I'd say that's probably like my most frequently asked question is that one. And like I said, I'm not like, I don't get furious or anything. It's just sometimes I'm like, I don't know, guys. And then when I try and give an answer, some people, they don't like that answer. So it does get a little tough sometimes. Somebody asked me about Sex and the City and Get Ready. I never got into Sex and the City. I never had HBO growing up. I've watched the movies. I know I like the quotes that come from it. Like I know enough about the show because it's iconic. And I'm going to say it's an iconic show, even though I haven't watched it because I know so much about it. I've never had to like watch a whole episode and I already know a ton of stuff about it. Somebody asked me if I play video games and I actually do, but only when I'm like really stressed out. I think video games are like a great stress reliever. I have Roller Coaster Tycoon and I'll focus on my attention on that for like an hour or two. Um, I have Madden Football, which I play sometimes. I grew up with my older brother and he taught me how to play that. So sometimes I just play like a 20 minute game and it gets my mind going on something else. Um, growing up, I played, like, Tony Hawk and um, Grand Theft Auto, so if I could get Tony Hawk again, I think they're re-releasing it, but I have, like, a really old Xbox, so I don't know if they have that for whatever fucking Xbox I have. I was asked about L.A. Candy, the books that Lauren wrote, and I did read them, but it's been, like, eight or nine years since I've read them, so I don't remember a ton. Maybe I will revisit them, but I remember really liking it when I read it and really wanting it to be a TV show, and Lauren has actually said that there are they've been approached about tv shows and all this stuff but they just never felt like it was right i think it's time i think it is time for a, a i almost said the bold type <laughs> i think it would be like the bold type a little bit i think it's like a it's a um what is that a free form i think it's like a free form show i think it should be on free form i've come a long way with free form if you can't tell somebody asked me about plastic surgery they said what do i think about plastic surgery and I don't think I would ever get it. Like, I'm not gonna lie and sit here and be like, oh, like, I've never pinched my stomach and been like, oh, I want this gone. I think the only thing I'd ever get is a breast reduction, but I feel like that's for more, like, medical reasons than, like, physical reasons. But I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, your body, your choice, if it makes you happy, whatever. I don't really care. I do think some people go overboard with it and should probably go to therapy instead of getting plastic surgery, but that's on them. Somebody asked how I keep up with all my comments and messages. So I feel like with messages, sometimes they are hard for me to get to. Um, I really try and respond to everybody. Um, As I've said before, I don't really look in the requests too often, maybe twice a week, because that's where like haters lie. (laughs) And I hate to say haters like I'm some big deal, but people just send me sometimes really nasty stuff and it does stick with me. And I think I've gotten a lot better than I used to but like little comments really do get to me and it does make me frustrated when my friends are like well they're just haters and it's like okay maybe but can you listen to me like I'm upset but I feel like I do a good job if I don't want to respond to messages usually I shut my messages off in my story and people kind of get it they're like oh she doesn't want to talk today and that's cool I I, I I appreciate that but I do try and respond to as many people as I can one thing I will say I fucking hate are reactions. Reactions on stories drive me crazy and I feel like it takes away from something. I don't know. Like I don't need to see a fire emoji for a song. I just I don't I'm not mad at you for sending it. It's just kind of like, okay, I'll double tap that, but I just feel like I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of like that's not a message to me. Whereas I want to have a connection. I do want to talk to you. As far as comments go, I don't really care. Like here and there I'll I res- will respond to comments if I see one that I want to respond to. But I I don't really like pay attention to them all too much. And I'm going to end with this question. The best part and worst part of Laguna Beach. So when I first started the page, I'd say probably the worst part was that I thought I had to be drunk all the time. Honestly, I thought I had to like drink and be crazy and do this outrageous stuff because that's who Laguna Beach is. Laguna Beach is very drunk Kelly. But then I realized like, hey, maybe I don't, (laughs) you know, maybe, maybe I can let these people see that I am more vulnerable than that. Maybe I can show them that, like, there are some nights where I'm I'm not cool, like, where I'm not out there drinking or partying or whatever. But I think the best part is getting to do everything I've been able to do. It's, it's really cool to have these connections with, you know, the followers, like, you guys. I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like we have a really special something going on. Being able to talk to cast members is really cool, and it's funny, someone was like, who was your biggest deal to, like, get on a live? And I have to say, probably Justin Bobby, Talon, and Alex H., Because they don't really do interviews, right? Like, Kristen does interviews. And believe me, I am not trying to, like, downplay Kristen inviting me to her store opening and doing an interview. Fucking awesome. Like, super, super cool. I appreciate that more than anyone will ever know. Like, that was a really, really big deal. But I feel like she's so in the public eye. It's really cool to get, like, the people who you don't hear from. Like, Talon hasn't done an interview in over a decade. So I felt like that was, those are really cool moments. Um, Of course, like, Kelsey Ballerini wearing my merch is always, like, a me thing. Like, that's one of my favorite things that's ever happened. Even when I was at the Taylor Swift mural, um, someone recognized me from, like, across the crowd and took a really cool picture of Taylor taking a selfie of us. So it's just moments like that. I mean, everything, everything's so cool. I mean, even even after a girl passed away, I got so many nice messages. And even during this quarantine, people are thanking me for putting out podcasts and, and doing this stuff and... I'm about to cry. Can you hear me? Can you hear it in my voice? It just, it means a lot that you guys get it. You know, there's, growing up, I was kind of a weirdo. (laughs) I mean, I had friends and stuff, but it's like, I've really leaned into what makes me unique and I feel like you guys get it. And it's just, it's really cool to see how well it's been recepted. And of course there are like moments where, where, you know, people will say things and it'll upset me and... But, but the good always, the bad always, like I said, like some, I don't, I try not to hang on to those bad messages. I used to screenshot them and reread them. I don't do that anymore. Just so you know, that's not a healthy fucking thing to do. But no, I mean, I mean, this has been such a, a gift. Laguna Biach has been such a gift to me and I feel like, yeah, I feel weird. Like, I don't know, I'm just kind of rambling, but this has become such a big part of my life and such a fucking cool part. And I really want to celebrate it every day. I never want to take this for granted. I never want to take the platform for granted. And I feel like I'm like acting like I'm some huge deal, but I don't feel that way. And I don't want you to think that that's what I'm trying to sound like. See, this is a bad part, right? Like, I get in my own head so much because I know people will listen to the podcast and I don't want anyone to be like, wow, she really thinks so highly of herself when it's not that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's probably the worst part. Like, I get so inside my head. I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to upset people. I don't want to do the wrong thing. I don't want to, you know, post too many memes that aren't Laguna Biatch because that will upset certain people. And I don't want that. I want everyone to be happy. And I, like I said, I feel like that's the worst part of the page is me. I'm the worst part because it's in my head. I don't get a ton of nasty messages, but I get one and it's like, fuck, like, what the hell? What am I doing wrong? And it's on me. So I feel like that's it. That's my answer. Best part is like everything that's happened. And the worst part is me being in my own head about it. And then me getting upset at my friends when they don't understand why I'm upset. But... I mean, the good outweighs the bad, and I really appreciate you guys listening and, you know, getting these cool messages saying that I've helped you guys through quarantine because just so you guys know, you guys have helped me through quarantine too. I mean, it's so insane. I moved to Nashville. I had no friends, and I had Laguna Beach. Like, I would go live every Friday because I had no plans. I had no plans. I had no friends, but you guys were here to hang out, and like... Since I've started this page, I've lost some people in my life, and then I lost Girl, and then, you know, this crazy fucking shit has happened, and we've been able to do lives with cast members that have ended up being really awesome. Probably the two best lives I've had in a very long time. And it's it's just, it's so nice to, to get these, you know, nice messages saying, you know, thanks for putting out these podcasts, and I'm like, thanks for fucking listening and caring, and I hope we can do this for a long time. Because there have been times where I've wanted to quit and I'm like, no, no, I don't, I don't really, I don't really want to quit, right? Like, just because I have a bad day doesn't mean I want to quit. I'm a little bit in my feels. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit teary-eyed right now. But I just want you guys to know how much I appreciate you and how much you help me. And saying like I turn off comments, it's nothing against you guys. I am just might be having a bad day and might not want to talk. But yeah, best part of Laguna Biatch is this connection that I have with you guys and you guys giving a shit and me giving a shit about you and You know, it's just cool. It's cool. It's cool. We have something special and I don't ever want to lose it. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for asking me questions. I appreciate that. Um, It's just kind of like pop culture isn't isn't at its peak, peak. But thank you guys for asking me questions. You know, pop culture isn't at its peak right now. But I will talk to you guys all next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And yeah, I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week. Bye.